Welcome to this edition of Anchor Point, a weekday podcast presented by the First Colony Church of Christ in Sugarland, Texas. My handle is T-Bob. I'm one of the older guys in our fellowship named Tim. By this time in your life, you're probably sick to death of hearing about the coronavirus. Every time you turn on national or local news, that's about all that's on there. And even if you were to seek refuge on Sunday morning in a live streaming sermon, you'd find that most of the preachers last week were talking about the coronavirus. It's gotten to the point that it occupies most of our conversation and certainly dictates our actions right now. If I were to tell you that it's now your task to write a story describing what our nation, in fact the whole wide world, is going through in dealing with this contagion. If you didn't have any more imagination than I do, you would probably start off with Once Upon a Time. But then you would have to transition very quickly to It has never been like this before. Really, never is a pretty strong word. Some of the things that really get our attention with this corona episode is the fact that we've been told we have to stay at the house. We've been told we have to wash our hands until the skin is raw. We've been told we can't go to work. We've been told we can't go to the mall. We can't have any kind of recreation pretty much at all, and we got to stay within six feet of everybody. It is about all we can handle right now, and everybody's looking for a break. Some of the people in our country are really outraged. In fact, thousands of them, if you look on TV, are right, almost rioting. They're saying, it's not fair. It's unconstitutional. You can't tell us what to do. There has never been an executive order to stay at home before. Really? There's that never word again. Maybe you haven't read Exodus chapter 12 lately. It's a story about the children of Israel preparing to leave some 400 years of bondage in the land of Egypt. God through instructions to Moses, is telling the people how they are to conduct themselves on that last night, what would become a Passover night, how they were to have no leaven in their bread, how they each family would be selecting a lamb, an unblemished male lamb, from either the goats or the sheep, a one-year-old unblemished lamb. And then God, through Moses, gives them instructions on how to prepare the meal, that they are to eat it at their home with their family. And the whole thing is to be consumed before morning. But more important and relevant to our discussion right now is what they do with the blood of the lamb as they slaughter the lamb and get ready to have their meal. The blood is supposed to be collected in a basin, 
and then applied to the top and the side of the door frames. Moses goes ahead and explains to them when the Lord passes through the land, raining judgment on the people of Egypt, he will see that blood on your door frame and pass over your house, and the destroyer will not come in and strike you down like he will with the other people in Egypt. Let's listen to what Exodus 12, starting around verse 26, has to say. Wherever you live, you must eat unleavened bread. Then Moses summoned all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go at once and select the animals for your families and slaughter the Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop, dip it into the blood in the basin, and put some of the blood on the top and on both sides of the door frame. None of you shall go out of the door of your house until morning. When the Lord goes through the land to strike down the Egyptians, he will see the blood on the top and sides of the door frame and will pass over that doorway. And he will not permit the destroyer to enter your houses and strike you down. Did you hear that? Basically hidden in that little group of scripture was the fact that none of you is to go out of the doorway of your house. If you stretch the point, it sounds like an executive order to stay at the house. Well, by this time, you've probably said, eh, you're pushing this. Well, I'll have to apologize for baiting you to get you into chapter 12. Really, what I was interested in doing is introducing you to God's plan, a plan made before the beginning to use the blood, in this case, of the Passover lamb. But there are other cases that are going to be seen in the New Testament where that blood is also applied to those who believe in the Messiah, who believe in Jesus. So one of the things that we need to consider is that God before the beginning, was making plans to protect his people. In this case, it was the children of Israel under the old covenant of Moses. But in our case, today, we're under a new covenant, a new covenant of grace in Jesus Christ. So if a lamb was important to the people of Israel, is a lamb important to us today? Do we have access to a lamb? Shake your head up and down. Yes, absolutely we have access to the lamb of God. As John the Baptist would say in the early part of the Gospel of John as he was baptizing people along the Jordan River and he looked up and he saw Jesus coming from Nazareth, he said, Behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. There John introduces us to the concept that the blood of Jesus is going to save us from our sins. God also in 1 Peter, basically in 1 Peter chapter 2, said from the beginning, 
the blood of Jesus would be applied, that he would be the lamb that would provide the blood that would redeem us. He also said in Second Peter that God does not want any to perish. He's made plans for our salvation, and they include being covered by the blood of the lamb. It's a concept that we don't really say a whole lot about in our fellowships, but it's something worthy to consider when we're sitting here confined to our homes and we're complaining about the way things are going. Think about what God has done for you and me in his planning from the very beginning, before the beginning. He was going to send his son We quote many times, God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, the virgin-born, sinless son of God, to be the lamb that takes away the sin of the world. It's an interesting concept. It's something probably way more worthy to think about than the coronavirus. Perhaps... If we were in our fellowship buildings on Sunday morning having our normal church service, someone might stand up and say, turn to your neighbor six feet away and say, we are covered by the blood of the Lamb. What an inspiring thought. As my friend Elizabeth would say, thank you, Jesus, for providing your blood. So I leave you with this admonition as you are trying to figure out how to keep your sanity and think on proper things. Think on these things. God provided a lamb for us before the beginning of time to take away the sin that we are burdened with. When God looks down at us, He doesn't see our transgressions. He sees the righteousness of His Son. He sees us covered by the blood of the Lamb. It's something worthy to repeat to your friends. It might be something you want to use on social media if you're trying to help folks see a better way through all of this crisis that we're in now. Thanks for listening. If you have opportunity, encourage others to tune in to our podcast. Other than that, have a great day, and one of these days we'll see you on Sunday.